0: All right, everybody, we are probably live right now, but it's still spinning. So I may start this over again.
1: I think we're live.
0: Go live. Hold on. If we are, I feel like I feel silly because I don't, the clock isn't ticking. If we're live, I don't know it. I'm going to go see if we're live on Facebook right now.
1: The clock's ticking for for me.
0: Is it really? Why isn't it ticking for me? Oh boy,
1: I got I got the notification on my phone too that you're. <laughs> alive, so.
0: <laughs> so
1: right now, right now I look like
0: a I look like a bit of a dummy. Hey.
1: No. So, no, uh, no, no.
0: Yeah, we're live. I, there we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh, there it is. And this is after hours. Everybody, welcome. Uh, you're live. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what? I don't even care that we just did that because this is After Hours. This is where we get to relax and chill. This is the chill,
1: one. Just... The, the chill one. so
0: Yeah, this is the chill one, exactly. So before we uh, we really get into the, the chill episode, guys, uh, it's so weird that that happened. I remember that's never happened to me in a stream yard before. But anyway, that guy over there is Brian Palmer. Uh, Brian, welcome to Sports Cards Live. This is After Hours. We're going to chill, talk some hobby, de- debrief this episode that we just had. But before we do... I kind of, you know, as always, uh, even though this is after hours, I still want to explain how we know each other. So really, um, you're a guy that's been, first of all, you're, you've been a member on hobby insider, which is the website, the message board that I'm pretty active. I'm, I'm the, like the lead admin on. I, I own the site, if you will. And, uh, since 2012, you've been a member there for a long time. You go by JT McCool and, mm-hmm. um, but more so than that, uh, you've come to the expo. You, you, I think you come to every expo you, you live in, in the GTA, correct?
1: Uh, GTA-ish, actually. Where do you live? Uh, well, actually, oddly enough, I live in uh, London, Ontario, um, okay. the former home of Opeechee, So
0: Yeah, that's cool. So when you come to the expo, are you like traveling there for the day or do you come and get a hotel room for a night and stay for a couple nights? Uh, how do you do that?
1: Uh, it's about a two-hour drive, so I just come up for the day. Okay, okay. I so, have um, multiple days I'll stay over, but uh, most of the time it's just, just, just for, the for the day. Yeah, and
0: that's probably enough. I mean... Well, I, I shouldn't say that to me. I need all three days there. So uh, even if I'm just there as a as a patron, but I'm, I'm, I'm I've only been there as a patron once in the last 15 years. Every other time I've been there set up. And that was because I didn't think I'd be able to go in the last minute. I got someone I got my folks to come in and help my wife with the kids. So I'm going to Toronto for a couple of days. But um, but so the the best memory I have with you, Brian, is I don't know what year this was. We're probably going back at least seven, six, seven, eight years and i'm at my booth and brian comes up and i i kind of know who you are i think i know who you are a little bit I, I recognize you and you come up and you buy a card off me you buy it's a wayne gretzky jersey card from upper deck ultimate collection it's a team canada jersey and it's got a nice it's a numbered out of 50 it's got a big red swatch in it like a big red jumbo pre, it's i think it's a premium swatches card and uh you buy the card. So so everybody, this is what I want to tell everybody. Cause this is one of my, it's honest to God, Brian, it's one of my favorite expo <laughs> memories of all time. And I, I probably told I'm, you honored. I'm honored. Yeah, it truly is. So he buys the card from me and I, and hey man, thanks for the deal. See you next time. And then I watch him walk away from my table and he walks away like this, like he's walking. He's not looking where he's going he's looking at the card right in front of his face as he walks away from the table just like ogling oogling this card and i thought what a great like what a great placement of a card into someone's collection that was because this guy loves that card and i can still i swear i still have a vivid picture in my head of you walking away looking at the card with like just with adoration for it you still have it do you still have the card
1: I have that card right uh, right oh, here. There,
0: there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's the one. What a that's a that's an as far as a, a Jersey card goes, like what a big great watch. card. Team yeah, Team Canada and the big red swatch.
1: It's actually at a 35. Um, oh. to, to correct you. Uh sorry about that. But no, uh, please. It's uh yeah, no, it's, I, I I love the card. In my defense, I I did know where I was going peripherally. I, I was I was I was pretty sure I wasn't gonna run into anyone, but Ninety-five percent of my focus was on the cards. So
0: yeah, it was. It was. I was. That was. That was a proud moment for me as a vendor at the show. To you know, I. I it's like you know, you sell cards, and sometimes you don't know where they're going to end up. Is the guy going to just go flip it to the next booth, or is he going to fl- put it on eBay when he gets home, or is it going into his personal collection? And when you walked away with that card, I had no doubt it was going into your personal collection. So, so that was like that's the first card I remember selling to you specifically, and then ever since then. You've come back uh, to the expo. I see you at all the expos, and and you said to me one time, you're at the booth. You're like, hmm. Uh, you know, it's my rule that I I have to buy something from you at every expo. So I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what it's gonna be. I'm like, hey man, no pressure. But wow, am I ever honored and flattered that it's like your cu- your cut? Are you custom? I think you said that you buy a card from m- me specifically at every show, and another flattering and cool thing to hear from somebody. I'm like, oh, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, anything you can sort of say about that or just about your memories of buying cards for me at the show?
1: Well, um, I, I, th- I, th- I think, I think I've mentioned to you uh, at Expos, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a high end collector. I don't, I'm not, I'm not coming in there with a wad of cash, like, uh, like some people. And um, you know, I, I, I'm not a lot of bullets in a chamber and I know your booth, you're always going to have really nice cards. They're always fairly priced you're not you. you're you're not uh you know you're, they're not not crazy prices they're they're what they're worth um so i know i'm going to get some quality at uh, at a fair price so, and, and it's always great to uh you know talking to you hanging out with you for a bit at the expo so it's, it's uh you know definitely one of the more per, most personal dealers here for sure um so yeah so i mean i i, I don't know if i've always i bought a card at every expo sometimes it just sometimes it doesn't line up but uh but yeah I, I do make it a point absolutely to visit your booth every expo and um always hopeful to to come home with something because uh i've gotten some some nice ones from you that's for sure so so thank you very much
0: hey my pleasure so speaking of getting nice ones from me i uh i asked you earlier today i think if you hey i know that you bought cards off me at the expo may i'd love to be i remember the 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 gretzky card but i don't i can't you know you sort of i'm cheating because you kind of reminded me today of one or two others but i'll just for for the sake of storytelling i can't really remember the other cards you've bought from me over the years can you uh do did you pull them out can you show the one the the few that you have over the i mean it's not like you bought dozens of cards off I me mean, maybe maybe four
1: three four five six something like that uh yeah yeah, for sure um most recent one actually the virtual expo i got a nice uh psa dime uh sundin OP, Cameron, mm-hmm. rookie and uh this one um not an expo so it's a bit of a cheat but uh i bought this from you this year just a uh an absolutely gorgeous uh Raymond Bork, uh, patch, uh, ultimate patch there.
0: That's a five Oh six, I believe, isn't it? It is, it is,
1: Um, you know, the post post lockout year. So, uh, a, a, f- a fun time collect. That's actually when I got, uh, back into it, um, really, really, um, really full on. So. Oh, five is when you got back into the hobby. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never really left the hobby, but, um, at post lockout, the double rookie cohort with Ovechkin and Crosby, that's when I really, really stepped it up and, uh, and really, uh, yeah, really got back into it full time. It was, I was always kind of, before I, you know, I was in university. So there's other stuff going on. You're, you're having other kind of fun. So, yeah. uh, that was kind of my return. I've gotten a, a Lemieux rookie from you, Raw. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: a um, the classic uh, pro set, the uh, best pro set card ever, yeah. made, right here. Me Stanley too, Bell.
0: for sure. Stanley. I wouldn't sell that to you. If I had that now, I wouldn't sell it to you again. I'd keep it.
1: <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I, you. You did have a couple in your showcase. Uh, I do.
0: Though. I still do. I, I probably have four of those right now that that I own. Uh, one, I'd say one or two are, are personal collection, and the rest I, are kind of inventory. But I uh, I'm happy to hoard that card. It's a card I think is is very special for the hobby. So I, I really sure. like that card.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely of a of a unique uh, unique era in in the hobby, and uh, there's not nothing ever like pro set. So well,
0: and that's really the I believe the first. Well, I mean, it's kind of the. To me, it's the first true insert card in in the in the set in 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 the hockey hobby. I mean, and what's that? What's the numbering on that one? Because they're they're out of five thousand, but somewhere mistakenly numbered as out of ten thousand. What what does that one show?
1: This one says uh, number twenty two ninety six of five thousand.
0: Yeah. Can, so, uh, yeah. There and hand numbered on the backs. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, man. Well, let's. Uh, I do want to. I do want to get into a bit about sort of. Um. You know your your what the hobby is to you what it means to you but let's just see who we have with us we have joe joe welcome to the show it's nice been nice chatting with you on instagram buddy carlos so yeah that was a bit of a funny beginning to the show carlos uses Streamyard as well and carlos you know when you hit go live it says go live in front of you and then or you're live and then in the top corner you see the clock ticking from you know zero to one second to two and so forth that didn't show up for me so I'm like are we live I don't, I don't i'm not quite sure but we were live so thank you for that and i have all the guys tell me we're live we're live we're live awesome names here thank you name chris west tim marin paul cashman carlos joe chris west eric westrom hello after hours dojo legion welcome back it's important to appreciate our cards oh yes oh yes yeah that gretzky card is beautiful. Chris West, what do we have? In Oddball Card Hobby News, a PSA 10 1985 Topps sticker of Hulk Hogan sold for $1,100 and a 1986 Panini Super Sport Italian Mike Tyson rookie sticker and PSA 8 is currently at $3,210 with over five days left. Interesting. Thank you for the tidbit, Chris. Eric, uh, that's wild. Back in the late 80s, I had a bunch of WWF cards. Too bad they're long gone. Pretty interesting. Terry, welcome back footy cards, hi there from down under, love it. Welcome, welcome from Australia. I don't know if you've heard me say it before, but I spent a year there after high school. I was there from like, I was in Australia from September, 1990 until April of 1991. So not about eight months. And I started in Sydney, went all the way up to Cairns, over to Alice Springs, down to uh, Adelaide and back to Sydney. So I missed some, I missed like Darwin, Adelaide, Melbourne and uh, Tasmania were the bigger areas I missed. But um, but that was a fun trip. So welcome to the show. Rod, welcome to the show, my man. Good, great to have you. That was fun. I got to talk about Australia for a second there on my trip. I, I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe in Sydney, Australia, as a bus boy. I, I went there right out of high school with a friend of mine. We were 18 oh, wow. years old. Our parents let us go, even at 18 years old, our parents let us go. And um I got the job at at, at the heart, we got the job at the Hard Rock Cafe as bus boys. And the collector gene lived in me then, too, because as an employee, you got, you know, they had the guitar pins. Yeah. Right. And the T-shirts. So, the you know, you get you as a kid. I don't know if you ever went to hard rocks around the world, but oh, you yeah. yeah, you'd get a pin from each one. Right. So I got the staff pin and the staff pin was uh it was like Eddie Van Halen's uh, Flying V guitar with black and the and the white kind of wavy stripes through it. I think it's what it was. And then if you had a really good shift, the manager would give you a gold pin. So I got two of those. And there was a guy came in one day, a customer, and he's like, "Hey, I want to buy those pins off your off your uh, apron." I'm like, "Well, I'm not selling my staff pins. I, I'm a collector too, but I'll yeah. sell you one of my gold pins." He gave me a hundred bucks Australian at the time, which was like a hundred Canadian at the time. So I got a hundred bucks for this uh, for this uh, one staff pin. That Hard Rock Cafe in Sydney, Australia, ended up burning down several years later and has since been rebuilt. But it was on. <laughs> William William and Crown Streets. I'll never
1: forget. That's funny. when you as soon you worked at the Hard Rock Cafe, I was thinking, did you get the pins and did you get to have a shirt? And yeah, but they have to yeah. Your pins, yeah.
0: I actually have my pin collection is sitting down there. I because I oh, people ahead, used to come in and trade pins with each other at the restaurant, and I ended up getting a whole. I started collecting them myself for many years. I don't anymore but i never got rid of them and I still have them and it just so happens that I joined a Facebook group for Hard Rock Cafe pins like a few years several years ago by now and I put some pictures of what I had because I didn't know and one guy's like well that one there is worth like $300 I'm like oh that's wicked I, I had no clue so that's pretty funny Joe says Terry you're good for four hours Carlos we need an update on some AFL cards Jeremy yeah AFL or uh, CFL I, I was I was uh Brian and I before we came on we're like oh did I, who did I offend with that CFL comment earlier today? You know, uh, oh, Rod puts up a link to uh, a link to some Hard Rock Cafe pins. Yeah, I can't really oh. copy this link, I'm, I don't think I can copy, but anyway, thanks. So, oh, what does Joe say? I finally received my 2020 project, my tops 2020 project cards three months later. Thanks, tops. I was starting to wonder, yeah, we it's funny because we were just talking about tops project 2020 mm-hmm. briefly before we came on here. Brian was in here waiting for me, actually, because me and Bobby ended up chatting for another 10 minutes, just kind of, you know, talking about how the show went and uh, and, you know, saying, hey, we'll we'll talk to you again. We'll have you on again when he when his website slash app actually launches. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, so we we talked till about 10 after 10 my time and um, Brian was here waiting and uh, came in and, you know, I went to the bathroom, grab some more water, et cetera. And, uh, and so here we are, um, black and red doesn't sound like it. I said black and white. I meant black and white flying the Frank, Yeah. His most famous iconic. I could probably pull that pin out. I'll, if we, if we have time, I'll, I'll pull the pin out. Mm-hmm. I if think we'd, we'd love like
1: to see it. So yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll grab them actually, but let's, let's talk about the episode that, that you just, you watched the whole thing. Did you not Brian? Oh yeah. 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 yeah and thank you for doing that. Um, because it, adds to this show now because I think it's kind of cool to talk about that so I'll say I thought Bobby was an awesome guest one you know he he was and he told me after he said it was his first interview and I'm like wow like first of all what an honor that you you accepted my invitation for your first you know live interview but I thought he did a great job he he was articulate articulative and um great video great audio great lighting like everything was everything was just uh you're an ideal guest if you will for for a show that's going to go for like two hours. And um, it's funny because he says to me at one, after the show, he goes, did you not get my messages? I'm like, no, sorry, man. I wasn't looking at my phone. He goes, when when I asked you to put on the Opichi video, he's like, I had to go to the bathroom so bad and you kept on, it kept on going. He's like, okay, let's watch that video. And that's when he went to the bathroom. It's funny. I always say to people, you know, and I forgot to tell him, if, if, you know, these shows can go well. Make sure you go to the bathroom first. And uh, so somewhat my bad for not warning him about that. <laughs> But um, what did you think of the show? Do, what, any any key points or anything you thought was kind of takeaway for you? I,
1: I I I love the I love the entire show. As as I mentioned, I uh, I do own a copy of the uh, the 2006 uh, edition of the vintage hockey card uh, vintage hockey collector. I devoured that book when I got it. I absolutely loved it. It was just so much fun just reading and just picturing what it would be like to be a kid to get those premiums, those food premiums uh you know, back in the 30s and the 40s and then when it got to a little more modern it kind of like tied into stuff that I I, I I it's been a while since i looked through i don't know if you got into like the 80s food issues that i that i remember but uh i, I love that book it was great listening i mean what, what a what a fountain of knowledge um nice. of, of the hobby of and the, the oddball stuff You know, and and you know just you know he casually pulls out a um uh, the York peanut butter jar, where the the cards would have been under, and I and it really blew my mind. He has a an you know, Opeachy um, uh, thriller, the the hockey jersey, because uh, that that in, uh, manufacturers league in like, I'm, I'm in London. My dad talks about that manufacturers league.
0: Really, like
1: they, they would they would print scores in a newspaper. That's how big it was in London. Uh like Kellogg's had a factory here. McCormick's made cookies and so they all they all had teams in it. So that was I mean, I, I don't know how much that jersey would be worth. I would love to stumble upon that in a vintage store here in London because I would scoop it up for sure. Well, would you scoop
0: it up and then sell it to me? Because and I'm right. I, I, I say no, I know. I say I say that jokingly because I, I'm thinking to myself, like I don't I don't I have a couple game used jerseys. The one over that shoulder there, that's my Tepo Newman that I wear at the expo all the time, which I got it move over again. I put the umbrella away. So I forgot to move it back. And I have a Phil Housley Winnipeg Jets game worn jersey. And it's sitting in a drawer upstairs. I don't even really like I, I, I probably sell it because I don't really I'm not going to display it. It doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but if I were to acquire uh, Opeche Thrillers jersey, I would frame that bad boy and I would hang it up because I would believe it or not. I'd rather have that than an NHL game worn jersey because I don't collect game worn jerseys. I collect cards, as far as mm-hmm. cards go, and the card hobby history is so interesting and important to me that I'd rather have that jersey than than an NHL game Warren jersey. I don't call me crazy,
1: but it's just it's what you I like. I get it. I, I own several NHL game worn jerseys, but if uh, if I get a little Peachy's Thriller, it's like that would be n- near the top of what I own for sure. Yeah. So, and uh yeah, I know it's uh, a stunning piece and looks like he's got some an incredible collection there. And uh I think I'll am gonna have to pick up the um the more recent version of uh VHC. Uh
0: um, yeah. Yeah, he said there's a few left. And I know that uh that I last time I asked him, he was he was you know, he runs out. He only does a finite print run of these things and then and then they're gone. And when they're gone, they're gone. He doesn't go back to, to second uh printing or anything. So but he's got this website coming out now and some information there. So that's good. What does uh? Let's see. What do we have here? The guitar has various names. Do you have a pinnacle fantasy jersey, Jeremy? I do not, Chris, but I, I think I've seen that. But see, I do have a pinnacle jacket. Um, I don't know if you guys can see. I have this. Uh, I might have shown this before at some point. I have picked up this upper deck jacket, which is like this. Chris Carlin wears one of these. It's a cool like Letterman jacket. It's got the buttons down there. It's got the leather trim, the leather sleeves, the big old. The original upper deck logo there, and of course the big one there. Like, I got this off a Kijiji here in Calgary, and the guy also had a pinnacle jacket. Uh, I think it's a pinnacle jacket, but it's it's in the other room, so I'm not going to grab it right now. But um, move this over here. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give me one sec, guys. I'm going to grab my uh, my pin collection just to show this top pin, so that so that I can show Chris what it actually was. Brian, in the meantime, I'm going to ask you. So while I'm just kind of over there, because I'm curious, like I don't really know what you collect. You showed me the cards that you bought from me. What are some of the other cards? Like when you go to the expo, what are you kind of looking for? Do you have a target list or are you going to
1: see what kind of catches your eye? I, I'm, I'm very frustrating for dealers because whenever I'm at the expo and they ask me, what are you looking for? It's whatever catches my eye. I, um, I used to have like sets I like, collected uh i used to have a player collection of uh, alexander steen i um at one point i was uh probably the world's premier alexander steen collector so okay. you know it's something i'm uh you know very proud of obviously but now it's just whatever catches my eye and um that's uh probably one of the reasons that like come by come by your booth because it always you know something there's going to catch my eye and uh and uh, yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, it's mostly hockey. I have a lot of baseball cards as well. Um, what I, if I could show one of my favorite baseball, cards yeah, of course. Got not too long ago. It's a. Uh, it's a Ricky Henderson autograph card, but he's pictured as a Blue Jay. Okay. Because okay. uh, he briefly, Ricky Henderson's my guy. I always love Ricky. He was a Blue Jay for a few months for the '93 uh, World Series. And um, there's not too many uh, autograph cards of him shown as a Blue Jays, so um, I'm very happy to have that in my collection. But it, it yeah, it uh, it runs game. Whatever I see, sometimes it's oddball uh, stuff that uh, you know that, that Bobby would be more f- familiar with. It's uh, that's why the expo is so fun for me because I don't know what I'm going to come home with. So, well, the,
0: I'll say you know when when you're a collector that you you just really go to the shows to s- find what catches your eye it's such a low pressure way to collect, Mm -hmm. right? Cause you're like, I'm not, I don't need to hunt anything. I'll just browse the booths. And if I see something I like, I'm going to add it to my collection. And that makes your collection a real story. Like if you're just collecting, you know, if you're just collecting New York Ranger players or all you collect is Sidney Crosby or all you collect is this one set from that one year. It's like, it's, it's great and there's some story to it, but it's a very short story, really. But when, you know, I, I guess that's, I gotta think about that because if you're collecting all New York Rangers, that could be a long story too from, you know, when they came into the original six days until now. But you know what I mean? Like when you're just collecting random things, it's like every every card has a totally different kind of story behind it. So mm-hmm. I found the page in here. Here's how I keep these pins, guys. I have a binder and I have these felt kind of things. So I put the pin through the felt and then i put a i I put another copy over cover over it and then there they are so there's the there's the staff pin you can see it right there it says staff on it i believe right out of the hard rock so there there it is chris that was the staff one and then the gold pin there's two golds right there i ended up getting another one i don't know it's hard to see they're there there's the color shining through so that gold pin was only given to uh to employees when they had like a really good shift i guess so I had three, I guess. I sold one and I still have two and the staff pin. Like, how can I ever sell that? I got that thing. Gosh, I got that 30, 30 years ago. I got I got that pin as a staff member at at a hard rock cafe. So I'll never move it. But there's a whole bunch of I I ended up anywhere I went, I, I gra and whenever whenever there was a hard rock, I'd go in and even as a kid, like you go to you go to Mexico on vacation, wherever, and I'd buy like one of each pin that they had and Managed to trade with some staff people there, and that's yeah, fun. There's a whole bunch in here, but uh, like I just showed you that one page. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight pages in here full of Hard Rock Cafe pins from all over the place, some from Iceland, from Mexico, all that sort of thing. Kind There's of a hard
1: cafe in uh, Reykjavik,
0: yeah, Reykjavik that's where it's from. They're the Reykjavik ones, yeah.
1: Well, that's the only Icelandic city I know. So.
0: Yes, yeah, same here. And I only know it because I have a, the Hard Rock Cafe pins. So, Chris, now that you've seen it, what can you tell me uh, about the, the name of that guitar on that on that pin? Some comments have come in. Let's see. What is Paul? Paul has a nice long comment. It's weird. I caught pieces the first hour. We'll have to rewatch to get the full Bobby experience when I was a kid. My first card I recall seeing hanging on to was a Kraft Yari Curry. I just bought one I found on eBay. That's That's nostalgia right there absolutely yeah name it is a it's a sick jacket I, i'm gonna try that jacket on because when i when, when i first got this these two jackets they kind of smelled like mothballs the guy <laughs> hadn't worn them like in a long time so i just kind to still kind of stinks but it's good i it's, I mean, it's got to be small on me i gotta
1: think yeah like it <laughs> oh, i i think next expo you should bring that and just walk with confidence to the upper deck booth and, and start uh, ordering people around. I yeah,
0: I should, right? You're jumping. It's a, like, this is nice. This is a nice, soft leather. It's, you know, it's a little short on me, but. It's, it's a beauty jacket. Absolutely. Right. To me, this is, this is hobby history. This is why I want it. Yeah. It's a collectible to me, right? And and this, I love this logo. I, I just, I want the, one of those original neon signs that some card shops have. But look at how big that, that thing is back there. Got to let him know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool jacket. I'm, I'm happy to have it for sure. They, they couldn't have made that many of them, right? Because the guy I got this from, so I, the guy had it on Kijiji, which is, you know, like Craigslist up here in Canada. I know you know Brian, just for everybody mm-hmm. else's benefit. And he, he said he, um actually he had, he advertised the, the Pinnacle Brands one. So I said, hey, well, I'll take it. I think I paid him like 80 bucks for both jackets so I got it like for nothing basically you know like, that's pretty cheap for this jacket. Is probably worth like 400 and just production wise right like with all the leather yeah. I paid yeah. 80 bucks for both them and I asked I said where did you get these things because like some random guy where in the city I live in he said that back in the 90s he was the Canadian the, the Calgary or, Al- or Southern Alberta distributor for uh, Upper Deck and Pinnacle Brands and all these guys and Oh, that's cool. Hey, that that's a good source for me. So he had it because he was doing business with Upper Deck. So there can't be that many of them.
1: No, I know that's incredible luck. Like I mean, that <laughs> uh, you know, it would be interesting that I just was looking at Kijiji at that time. And yeah, I mean, how many are there? Would be there be in Canada even?
0: who knows like maybe a dozen i have no idea no idea maybe one for all i know right but it's pretty cool joe yeah that's the first ever fashion show on sports cards live (laughs) very nice jacket thank you so i get the appeal of vintage food collector collectibles i have to think there's more to that comment oh because of the yari curry card that's right i remember the steen collection from years ago there you go chris remembers your Steen collection yeah Don't sleep on AFL cards as Aussies love our Aussie rules. And there are some cool cards out there. And Simon, I actually, sorry, I thought that the next comment here was about CFL cards. So my bad. And I'm glad to hear that you guys collect AFL cards down there. That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. hundred percent. Simon, Carlos, uh, what are you saying to Simon? What are you guys talking about? He says, I'm actually looking into it. I enjoy the sport when I get to watch it, but I don't have a sense for sets yet. Yeah, makes sense. Old school, old school uh, upper deck jacket. Yes, Joe. So, um, any, uh, any recent pickups, Brian, that have come in that you can show us or did you kind of show the cards you have already, uh, pulled
1: out? Um, yeah, I haven't really got much in. I, um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, earlier today, I, I just recently got a, an 81 Donruss Jack Nicholas uh, oh, right um, it's, it hasn't, it hasn't arrived yet. So I'm excited to get that. Um, it's, I guess it's his first regular American release, so it would be a rookie card. But he had some panini stick, Italian panini stickers in the '60s that go for a lot of money. That might be, some might consider as his rookie card. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, I haven't really got anything too exciting in lately. But um, like, I, I know you have a nice stack of cards, and I'm, I'm excited to see. <laughs>
0: i i yeah i had a uh one of the things i kind of planned to do on the after hour show is just kind of show my my pickups for the week that that, that came in that landed in the mailbox and i was lucky earlier this week i got my com c shipment that i don't know how many cards it is but they're, they've been sitting here all night i've been kind of looking at the pile and there's probably um i don't know 30 cards here altogether there's these ones kind of in top loaders a couple of thicker cards there are a couple that aren't from com c or two and then four graded or slabbed cards three are graded one is just slabbed and um yeah i'm happy to show them if people are interested i mean i uh i don't want to kind of just make it all about my pickups but um the same time i don't do i don't do pickup
1: videos so this is kind of the opportunity i guess Eh? Oh yeah, I no, no! For I, I, I imagine uh, I, I, I'm always excited. Like mail, like mail days back in the, in the day were great on Hobby Insider. Uh, there is yeah. there is one part I wouldn't wouldn't mind showing. Uh, I, I had it for a while, uh, but it's um although I I, I don't have a, a big Alexander Steen collection anymore. I, I do still do the eBay search, and I got this one not too long ago. It's a um it's a young, it's young on young rookie, but it's the uh the high high gloss out of ten. Ooh, it's yeah. A nine. And I think I got it um, just because, you know, twelve years ago, I would have just gone nuts for this card, and I still love this card. I mean, the high glossy for that year, like they look great, yeah. and it's a PSA nine, so not bad. And uh, one of my one of my favorite cards. So I I I, I got that out of the uh, out of the stuff, and I wanted to share it. So well, I'm I'm glad that's
0: dude. I wasn't expecting that, and that's first of all, PSA nine is a very strong grade. But like, like I don't know why PSA nines get so little love, but they should. For you know, it's a mint condition card, so you know that's great. But there's only ten of them made. You have to get lucky to find one at all. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, right. So if I'm you and I find one, I would have taken a PSA four and still been very happy with it because it's all it's a to me cards like that. I've said it before. It's about just it's just about owning the card. finding and being able to own the card. The grade is almost secondary,
1: but PSA nine is a super strong grade for that card. I would say that's that's I, awesome. I think I'm in too many Facebook groups with uh, basketball and baseball guides guys, and uh, I, I, anything less than a PSA ten, I'm, I, uh,
0: you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I it's, it's know.
1: Nine, nothing wrong yeah. with
0: that. But, sure. Yeah, uh, Rod, you just bought one. What what did you just buy, Rod? Is that the? Uh, I think he might be talking about the um, about the Jack Nicholas Donruss, but I'd love to hear from you, Rod, if that's what it was. Joe wants to see the mail day. All right, what is? Carlos since I can't third wheel here I got to educate myself on AFL cards while you're doing your fashion show Jeremy <laughs> Hey keep on chatting in the background that's all good I I get to see you guys talking that's so fun
1: it's, it's Carlos really into an Aussie Rules Football uh YouTube stream
0: Yeah I I just love Car- the way Carlos states things he's got this this tone to his his uh his, his, his and Carlos and I communicate a lot and uh He's all I I love the way you communicate, Carlos. That's hilarious. Guys, I didn't say it before I I forgot, but if you haven't yet, you haven't heard me say it, check out his YouTube channel. It's cuz because I'm Carlos, one of my favorites. Check it out for sure. Simon wants to see my Com C cards. Terry wants to see them. Yeah. Simon says nothing wrong with PSA 9. Gotta agree with that. Marco Sturm has 20 high gloss from 20506, and I've seen one. 20 high gloss. How could you have 20? Twen- oh, How could you have 20 high gloss cards?
1: Maybe a typo. Uh,
0: maybe. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Oh, Burrell's book! You just picked up Burrell's book. Got it? Forty bucks. There you go. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. Uh, it really is. The old. I will say for me, the original book is 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 I, I prefer it more because it's got bigger, bolder pictures of all the. Of all the different things that came in, like you know, if if the display boxes, the wrappers, any other premiums that were within the packs. if It was like a a, a, a redemption card, not a redemption. That's a, not the right word nowadays. But like the um, a contest card or something like that that might have come in the pack. Eighty fours had those. I still have one. Oh, he's in series one and series two. He got traded in the package for Joe Thor, and that makes sense. That makes okay, sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, I'll show some cards here that it came in. I'll start with the the graded cards. I'm going to start with uh, with this card. So, as many of you know, I collect the um, in the game ultimate memorabilia, uh, one of one jumbo patch cards, and they rarely come up anymore. I do the patches, the numbers, and the tags. So, this came up on eBay the other day, and I grabbed it. it's a Getzlaf. It's his, It's an ultimate number card, one of one, and um, it was you know they, these are. It's got a nice puck mark right on it too. You can see it on the bottom there. The the white. Kind of really cool piece, and they're you know fifty bucks, sixty bucks, whatever it was, relatively oh. cheap for a, a one of one of a guy who's possibly going to be a hall of famer. I mean, possibly, I would say. Really? Maybe. Well, doesn't he have? Didn't he? Didn't he win a cup? He did. He definitely won a cup. Want to? Maybe not a hall of famer, but he's he's maybe not a hall of famer, but still yeah, a good player.
1: Gee, Carbono's a hall of famer, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: Rod says the old book is 148 US on eBay, and people will pay it. People will pay it for Bobby's original book. I'm so sure. A 2003 one or the 2006 one? Six one, the six one. Sorry, I never owned the 3 one. I, it's oh, no, more the no. rappers, right? The, the the second two books are much more comprehensive, and yeah. the middle book, the 6 one, is the one that I think is the, the best one, and I think that's the one that uh, that Rod is saying is up on eBay for 148 bucks. Okay, I've next bought. up, I've got a couple of... I bought these two Sydney Crosby's off of a, a guy on eBay who I didn't know I knew him, but I ended up knowing him because he sent me a message after, but I picked up the... They're both from 2012 FLIR Retro, the um, Essential Credentials uh, Future version. This is numbered out of 42 in a PSA 9. So it's, it's, car, it's like um, cardboard die cut on acetate serially numbered, and this, you know, these credentials have some serious like brand equity in basketball and it's starting to spill over to hockey and I just love it I think pink I mean a pink a pink hockey card I don't know I love it I think it's cool and uh, the same guy also had this card which is the 2012 Fleer Retro Precious Metal Gems the blue version this one's numbered out of 50 also in a PSA 9 so I mean these are these are still showing up on eBay you could easily go see them and find out what I paid for these not that you care or need to but I mean, they're. That's how recently I picked these up and they came very nice and quick and great cards. I'm very happy with. And just love them. Yeah, thanks. I love them too, dude. I love them too. These next two cards are not from Com C either. Uh, So I just bought, I traded for this with a guy on Instagram. So this is an 0506 cup base patch parallel Olaf Kolzig out of 10. And these are really hard to find. I collect... All the base patch parallels out of 10 or out of 8 from the cup. Not the autograph ones though. So if anyone else has any, please let me know. I will trade for them or buy them from you. I'm really looking for 0506s. I've maybe got 15 of them now and there's like 90 in the set or 100. This is actually card number 100. So there's probably a... Some of them probably... Some players didn't have memorabilia or upper deck didn't have memorabilia for them. So anyway, I collect those. So that, that was a trade I made. And then... I just went into Eastridge Hobbies uh, yesterday on my way home from work and um, Mike who owns it had a bunch of cards that he brought in on a, a collection he purchased and so this is a 2005 The Cup gold parallel out of 25 Mario Lemieux which is just a oh anything 506 cup that's like a very important set in hockey and uh, a gold Mario Lemieux parallel out of 25 um, I think it's an important card. I, I just really like it and when I got on like, well, that's in really good shape. I'm going to get that grade. It's going to come back at 10. Then I looked at it closer, and it's not going to come back at 10. It's got a, a bit of a, a ding on the top corner, but still a cool card.
1: Well, awesome. Do you um, – just a slight sidebar. Would you say 05, 06 cup, top five hockey set of all time?
0: Um, top- great question. I mean, I think yes. I'm going to quickly go to yes, and I'm I'm going to say in terms of hobby importance – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you've got the 51 Parkhurst, very important set.
1: Absolutely.
0: I think yeah. the 23 yeah. Patterson set is extremely important. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think the 1990 91 upper deck set is very important for the hobby. I mean, it's yeah, you know it's weird to say that because you can go buy that complete set for probably $25 or even less. But there's it's so many what's that? The game changer though. It's a game changer, exactly. That's why I think it's so important. Like some people think that the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, the first real card in Upper upper Deck ever made, you know, in terms of a a, a widely produced. uh, I know that they had the the samples or whatever. So, but people think that might be the most iconic card in the hobby. Some people will argue that. Yet you can there you can pick them up all day long. So it's like, can you really say that a set you can buy for twenty five dollars is among the top five most important sets in the hobby? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. I think that that's up. that would be a fun discussion to have, but I think it is an important one. And then oh, 0506 oh, cup, yeah, I, I would say certainly w- with certainty, my if for my own comfort, like that, yes, it would be one of the top, mo- top five most important sets. Is there an mm-hmm. argument for that? It's 79 Peachy that has the Gretzky rookie in it or the 54 top set, the first top set that came out, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like I agree with you about the cup at 7980 Peachy, Awesome looking set. It's kind of just a one card set in some yeah. respects.
0: For the most part, yeah.
1: Although it is cool. I always I always thought this was cool that Gordy Howe's last card um as a as an active player was in that set. And Wayne's yeah. is, is in that set too. It's just a nice little nice little parallel there.
0: I it's almost like a passing of the torch sort of set, right? It's like yeah. and it's a it's it's the it's the right on the cusp of the decade switching over from seventy-nine to eighty and all that. So I agree with you. This next card, this is from Com C, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of focus right now on these on prism cards and gold prisms. Like gold prisms are they're out of ten, they're ridiculous. So when I saw this card on Com C, I'm like, I have to get it because it just represents last year and last year a lot and this year. But so it's a PSA ten, Kyle Lowry. Oh gold pulsar prism which isn't actually the traditional gold prism not the base it's another sort of parallel but this is numbered nine of ten and um i mean if this was like if this was kobe bryant or lebron james or you know a Giannis or like this would be like a what twenty thousand dollar card mm, absolutely uh, right this is kyle lowry who really is you know, I mean, especially what he's been doing these last couple of games. He's like the heart and soul of that team. He's been there for a long time. He's certainly the, the emotional leader. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like under $150. I'm like, I, I have to have it. So,
1: yeah. no, it's- So I had it. So I, I picked it oh, up and wow. here. Yes, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And then I got my stack. So here we go. Here's a stack of other uh, Com C cards. So I'll kind of go through these a little quicker. I, and they're sort of in a bit of an order, but. So these are. Uh, this is the ninety. Ah, shoot, I can't remember the year. Ninety-seven, I think. Don Russ Studio Silhouette of Yager.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You've uh, like yeah. right, like
0: there's his face in blue, and there it is in flesh tone. So maybe it's better to show him flesh tone on my on my bald head, right? <laughs> but this, these are these are cool cards. I have the Gretzky too from this year. The Gretzky was a blue card. They did there. There's probably like twenty cards in the set, and they all. Um, there's a few different colors that we use. There's like a green, a red, a black, a blue, and these are numbered out of 1500. So it's a it's a big number nowadays. But try and find this card Like, ah, never mind. You can probably find several of them on eBay. Actually, come to think of it,
1: I don't, depends. I, I, I don't. I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that easy to 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 track down.
0: Yeah, maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. Some comments come in, and let's just see what we have here. I missed a whole bunch. Sorry, guys. Um, Okay, Gatsloff is almost at a thousand points. He has a cup, gold medal. He will make it in the Hall of Fame. You know, I wasn't, I couldn't remember if he had that gold medal, and I wasn't sure if he'd make it to a okay. thousand points either. So I think you're right, Chris. Though based on those stats, Brian, what do you think?
1: I d- I didn't realize how close he was to a thousand point, points points. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a captain. Got the, got the team success, thousand points. I, I I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer, too, then, based on that. Thanks for confirming that, Chris. Paul, LOL, when did you get the blue? I was in until I was out late. Um, The blue Crosby, I mean, that I just, I won that in the last 10 days on eBay, and he shipped it really quick, so maybe two weeks ago maximum that I won that card on eBay, or I won the card. I won the right to pay for it. (laughs) Simon, was there essential credentials in PMGs and hockey from the 90s, like in baseball and 90s? No, there wasn't. There was not the first essential credentials in hockey was in 2008. It's called FLIR EX, I believe. And I think I have some here. I'll show I'll, I have a couple in the pile and then again in 2012. And then they did some in future FLIR products uh, like in FLIR showcase products. Here's a wicked card that is just beautiful. I bought this on Com C for two dollars and thirty five cents. It's numbered out of a thousand it's a be a in the game, be a player heritage Timus Salani Solani. And I just love the, uh, first of all, he's in his, he, he's in his rookie year Jersey. Number 13, he t- changed to eight after his rookie year. And just mm-hmm. the blue on the, like, because the jets, you know, had the blue, red and white. And this card is red. There's two parallels. There's a blue one and a green one. Uh, the blues out of a hundred and the greens out of 10. I don't have those, but this is what a, I just thought, what a nice card for less than $2 and 50 cents. Oh. Like, you can you can pick up awesome cards for under five bucks still like that's know.
1: that's what that's what's so great about this hobby. like that card's gorgeous and it's pocket change you know yeah yeah and got the uh the 93 uh 1993 uh, stanley cup patch on there which is um my favorite right. year of hockey, so
0: yes 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 it, totally carlos the best argument for the cup is the rookie class and the long-term significance yeah the rookie class, its a double rookie class. Never mind a double rookie class. You've got Crosby and Ovechkin, and they're like both generational players. Yeah, oh well, yeah. And and it changed the hobby, right? Oh, five, oh six cup literally changed. Like it, it changed things. I, I, I think, I think the uh, there, there certainly is an argument for that. This is a 1997 Fleer Metal Lethal Weapon Superpower Solani. I have a couple of these cards. I just think they're hey. wicked. And, I don't know if the if you can really see the how the foil just the light really really makes the foil look super shiny and different kind of colors bounce off it and this is a this is a, a, a bit of a rarer parallel and to be honest I don't know how to tell the difference between the superpower version and the non superpower version because it doesn't say superpower on here anywhere but COMC knows the difference and that's good enough for me I like I like Synergy True Base so this is a Alexander Ovechkin from 2018 this is numbered out of 18 it's nine of 18 i believe it's hard to focus on that but trust me nine of 18 staying on the synergy um i synergy does these like uh what do we call them? on the easter egg inserts so the star quest came out and i picked up a pair of these on uh, mcdavid and uh mark andre fleury oh, they're yeah. yellow they're what? coming across as gold right now what it looks like but these are like yellowy green so they're looking not really like the way they look they're actually yellow interesting yeah, I think it's the light shining on them. Uh, this is from 2013 Fleer Showcase. This is the Star Rubies Alexander Ovechkin out of 50. Really, really cool cards. I think they're I think they're undervalued, so I snap them up. They're cheap, and uh, I just don't think we've we in hockey have caught on to these yet. But I think we're gonna I think we're gonna catch on to them more and more.
1: And uh, I think it's an awesome card. Why do you why do you think there is that reluctance? Because I mean, like, just uh, I, I mean, this is kind of like a blanket statement, but a lot of things that seem to work well in basketball, um, they don't seem to translate. I mean, they they they, they aesthetically they translate translate well to hockey. They look great, but collectors just don't seem to 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 jump on them.
0: I think you know what. So I talked to the guys at Upper Deck. Uh, I talked to uh, Billy specifically quite a bit, and I always say to him, I go, you know. Fleer is where it's at right now because if if we want to grow the hockey hobby, I think it's important to bring Fleer back because that's what the basketball guys know. And the basketball guys, they'll collect anything. It seems like sometimes, right? Like, and yeah. there's so much money flying around. So if we want to bring them into hockey, I think we need to use the Fleer. We need to use Fleer to lure them in a little bit. And it's kind of car, that's why I think cards mm-hmm. like this are going. They have so much potential because. Now, this isn't FLIR. This is Skybox, but it's from FLIR Showcase. But even Skybox, it has almost that same attractiveness in basketball that FLIR does. So um, I think, and, and what Billy said to me is that hockey just doesn't like FLIR. I'm like, ah, you're going to see, you're going to see, that's going to change. And you guys will start using FLIR again. Trust me. And I I'm, I bet on that. I bet on
1: that. But it. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't know why hockey people don't like it as much. Maybe because there wasn't as much of it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just think we're behind, to be honest. I think we're behind. And I think we will catch up. So staying on that on that uh, kind of pathway here or that uh, brand, if you will, I've got a 2012 Fleer Showcase. This is the Playmakers Theatre, Alexander Ovechkin, numbered out of 100 on the back. One of the only uh, serially numbered cards from Fleer uh from Fleer Retro, sorry, this is 2012 Fleer Retro. So the numbering is hard to see, but it's right there over my finger And there. You can kind of see oh, the, yeah. the reflection of it, right? There it is, 55 of 100. So I get this one, I look and I'm like, wait, that's miscut, like, yeah, this is way off center, top to bottom. They cut off the top of the Playmakers Theater logo there. Oh. Wow. But, but just to tell people about this card, if this was the Michael Jordan Playmakers Theater from 1997 or 96, it's like a $40,000 card and this is, you know, an, an homage to that card. So, Hey, it's Alexander Ovechkin. It's just, uh, and it's licensed and all that staying on topic, uh, hot shots of, um, team Mussolini. again, like this is on, un- this was under 10 bucks on COMC C and it's in really good condition. These are, these are fragile cards with, with that crazy die cut going on, but, I'll buy them up. I mean, someone put a, I think there's a Crosby one on eBay and, uh, I have like two or three of them already. I almost bought it today, but I, I, the guy I offered, he counteroffered. I just didn't buy it. 2013 Fleer showcase, Sydney Crosby, Jambalaya. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love these cars. The, the, the lighting is ruining the color. This is a, a really nice orange and a really nice green. It looks kind of mustardy and, uh, and orange
1: on there. That's a cool card, but, uh, no, the Jamalaya are cool, cool cards, and they are cool.
0: And another one, like the you know, in basketball, they're monster cards, right? And- what does what does Eric say? That Griffey Junior card will always be iconic. I was really excited to pick it up for that reason. There will always be those card. Yeah, totally, Eric. There will always be those cards that it's like I never want to say that you need to have this card if you collect it. If you collect, oh, if you collect hockey cards, you need a Gretzky rookie. Like I do think that, but I never want to tell somebody what they have to have. You know, but. Yeah there will always be those cards that generally speaking in the hobby represent the hobby to so many people because how many people in this in, in the United States would recognize that griffey junior card from when from back in 1989 90 when they were collecting them that haven't thought a card since then that's a card that they all would remember you know and even some that didn't collect probably do
1: oh yeah joe like my
0: Lowry. Thanks, Joe. Oh, where did that go? Oh, lots of comments. Uh, look at Jeremy, the basketball sniper. Yes, sir. Don Studio ninety seven. That was the Jagger. There was an eight by ten of those as well. That's right. They made these big eight by tens. To me, they're I don't want the big one. I like cards. I like standard size cards for me
1: anyway. You get the eight by ten. You get a bunch of picture frames and put it in your your living room and just be really weird
0: yeah yeah <laughs> donra studio cards. eric says tom glavin refers to his 91 or 92 donra studio as his glamour shot yeah I oh, guess.
1: that is uh that is an awkward set
0: yeah awkward is a great word a great word for that for sure yes yeah, chris says that was a hilarious set that's another good word for it uh in uh name says 506 the cup also as Rene bork yes they do an indigenous player Oh, cool. Uh who played who played here for the Calgary Flames for a few years. And I was a big fan of Randy Borks when he was here. He was a he was a fun player for us. Carlos, that basically seals it. I'm comfortable, comfortable putting him over the Crosby as the number two. Hilarious. Chris, I started picking up some of the I started picking some of those up because of you, Jeremy, the lethal weapon, superpowers. Yeah, hey man. Honored that you are. And uh, I don't blame you. They're 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 super cool cards that we just don't see in today's product and you'll see i love today's products too but um you just yeah they're awesome cards there's some really cool cards from that fleer metal set that had a lethal weapon parallel um there's a goalie theme set i can't remember what it's called i think there's two or three of them in that 0506 was like 0304 exquisite basketball well it was it it was exactly like 0304 exquisite basketball you're right it was the first time they put out a set like that in hockey so and it was it was meant to be hockey's version so for sure Difference between regular and superpower is refractor type finish for supers versus just foil type for the regular. Yeah, I'd like to put them side by side. I might order one from ComC just to put them side by side to see what that looks like. Thank you. Carlos confirms. Eric says it's the 91 Studio Glavin may have to get one. Those in the 92 Bowman rookies like Mariano and Chipper showing off the 90s fashion. Yeah. Star rubies are huge in basketball. Really sort of really sought after cards yes simon i i know they are like and that's and they're not the, the difference is in basketball they came out in the 90s and hockey they came out in 2012 but in hockey or in basketball when basketball fleer retro came out it wasn't licensed but hockey was so to me it's like it's just as good as if it was 90s because it's the first licensed issue of these particular sets and there's arguments against that against that i'm sure <laughs> I like that. You're not going to argue with Carlos about that Randy Bork. Hockey collectors in general seem to be more old school than collectors of other sports. And
1: yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, Brian, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember uh, back in 05-06, there were some sets with some of the rookies that um, the jersey patches and the swatch patches, they were like the black and orange from the um, all-star jerseys in the 80s? Yes. And, and, yes. and People just hated them. But the reason I think at a time, Rob Deck said was that they had done something similar in basketball with them wearing photo shoot jerseys, retro all star jerseys. And it was a huge hit in basketball. It just didn't translate to, to hockey. And ever since then, like, I've always kind of, yeah, they just. Two, different, two completely different collecting bases, but.
0: Uh. Totally, the ones that I remember, I don't know if I'm thinking about the same thing you are, but the ones I remember were like uh, Gretzky and Iserman had them in all, like 03 or 04 Ultimate Collection, I think it was, that's what I'm thinking of. So I think you might be thinking of something different, but sounds uh, familiar still. Star Rubies were in Skybox Premium and Basketball, not Fleer, yeah, so now I guess Upper Deck owns Skybox and Upper Deck owns Fleer, so they put them both in the Fleer Retro set. I think that was was show was this was that flair retro or was it showcase? No, it's Fleer retro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's this? Uh, it has no pedigree in hockey, flair. Well, I mean, yeah, because flair didn't exist in hockey until the '90s, where it existed in, in in baseball going back. Baseball in the '80s, I think the early early two eighty three something like that, eighty four for sure, and in basketball eighty six. So hockey's mm-hmm. only seven years behind, right? We had Fleer Ultra Hockey in like 1992. So I love then, that, that. 92, 93 Fleer Ultra. Ooh, right? They were beautiful cards. I love the the name bat, the name bar across the bottom. They were just, they were sharp looking cards. But there is some pedigree. It's got pedigree. It just doesn't have any equity, right? Like there's a, there's a bit of a distinction there. Yeah. So yeah. some... Some many of these big boy sets in basketball. Yeah, they're they're big boy sets in basketball. 100%. I got more coming here. Making his 90s b-ball collector a happy... This 90s b-ball collector a happy man. Thanks, man. Some of the hockey rookies wore those jerseys I seem to call. Ryan Klo rookie stuff with orange swatches. I remember that too. But I think that was a... Was that not a... Uh, just... Oh, that wasn't a San Jose Sharks jersey then? That
1: was something else? No, because I... Uh, i collected alexander steen and in in uh some of the ultimate in the ultimate collection some of his jersey swatches are like orange and black and
0: that's right i remember those those are all yeah from all star same year yeah fleer donruss came in the same year so it was that's got to be 82 i think it was anyway i'm sure someone can correct us okay i'll keep going here some prism cards that i picked up this is a uh just i'm in calgary and it was so cheap this is the the prism Sean Monahan rookie from 2013 Panini prism and this is the like the silver prisms parallel so again this was like super cheap and I did manage to pick up two gold prisms this is a Taylor Hall from 19 from 2013 and again like if this was basketball a common guy in basketball is now like hundreds of dollars. This was under 20 bucks, I think. I, but I might have got lucky. This one is really cool, though. And a PSA 10 of this card just sold for 700 US. This is a uh, 2013 Prism Gold oh. Gordy Howe. Yeah, nice. numbered 9 of 10 on the back. So it's even jersey numbered, which I honestly didn't realize until right now.
1: <laughs> so that's today, cool. that, eh?
0: Right, that's kind of I I've never I didn't put that together, but there it is. 9 of 10 on the back. And, uh, and this is a, it's like minty minty condition. So this is really cool and I, like cheap, like 40 bucks. I think I got it for it, but I bought this, I bought this a couple months ago on Com C. So just came in and now we get into essential credentials. I've got a whole bunch of these here. Um, these are a bunch from 2014 Fleer ultra hockey. So I'll kind of go them through them a little quicker. This is Mike bossy, number five of 11. You can see me right through there, right? Mm-hmm. sort of anyway of again die cut cardboard on an acetate backing which is i love that combination so much i just love it and then we have joe sackett number five of 13. this is ryan Getzlaff again 24 of
1: 39 the ryan Getzlaff.
0: yeah here's one i didn't want to add but i did because the price was right and it's a sure it's not only 16 of these made but cory perry by far, not one of my favorite players in the NHL. Um, yeah, he played here. Still, <laughs> right? Uh, Alex Petrangelo out of twenty-one, pretty rare card. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll get. Maybe he'll stay in San Louis. Maybe he won't. Uh, Luke Robitaille out of thirty-six. And like you know, it's not like this is Crosby or Obechkin or Gretzky or Meryl Lemieux. But when you're picking these up for well under $20 or, you know, 18, 16, 18, eight, like that kind of, it's like, how do you not pick them up with store credit on, on Com C Jenny Malkin out of 36 and <clears throat> Jonathan Taves out of 25. Robot
1: tie, I mean, like...
0: Sorry, I missed you. I, you cut out a bit there. What did you say? Oh, you're frozen. Oh, sorry. Brian. I was you're just cold.
1: saying about the robot. Tie. What about it? Oh, just the robot. I was saying. Like he's a guy with 600 goals, and you know, you'd think it'd be more.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm mean, Robotai, Robotai. is underloved in the hobby. I would say. I mean, one of the best left wingers of all time. You know, although I give that to Alexander Ovechkin now, but second best left winger of all time, perhaps. I'm sure there's others out there. Let's hear them. Let's hear them, everybody. This is a 20. This is from the Fleer Retro 2012. This is out of 40, another pink uh, essential credentials, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And again, not a player I collect, but he's still with the team at least, You know, eight years later. And again, for the price, you you just can't go wrong for these things. I think people are sleeping at the wheel. And again, so here's the first year of essential credentials. I call them essential credentials. I think they're called EX actually, but this is 2009. Timu Solani. I picked up a pair of them they're out of 92 so there's it's not exactly I but they're so pretty I picked up two of them again this is a and it doesn't look good but this is like a it's a it's a really nice sort of green and you, it's a green acetate it's looking a little yellowy or mustardy I'm trying to keep the light out but just again die-cut cardboard on on acetate colored acetate background I think they're wicked on some Opechee Platinum, four Opechee Platinum cards, I picked up this Crosby, um, this is the Royal Blue Cubes from 2017, number to 99, another just really fun card to look at, and of course, Sidney Crosby, and then this is the Emerald Surge from 2018, Jonathan Taves out of 10, Oh, nice! This, this is a beautiful card, by the way, the green is not showing up, this is a gorgeous Emerald, if you've seen a good scan on eBay, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then these two, so I have a thing for the, for Opechee Platinum. So I have the, I picked up the Golden Treasures, Patrick Lyonnais, one of one. Ooh. Which, again, not my favorite Winnipeg Jet at all, but I mean, if he turns into something, this will be a big card, you know, and he's, he's had a great year, but he needs to now stop playing uh, what's it called? Uh, Fortnite and play more hockey and really, you know, but hopefully he does. So I picked up that one. And then my my favorite golden treasure i have to date is uh the alexander ovechkin from 2018 as well wow these are one of ones these golden treasures this really nice one of one stamp on the back and this is one that i kind of like because this one wasn't cheap on on com c but it's a card that i knew if it got like it was on my it was on my watch list for a couple months and I finally sold a bunch of stuff on Comp C, had money in the account. I'm like, I got to get it before someone snags it because, you know, it's one of those things. Someone's going to get it. And I'm going to wish that I put money in and grabbed it. But so I'm glad I got that. And then the last card for this mail week for me is from Upper Deck 2019 Series 2 Hockey. And I picked it up really on a, a bit of a gamble, if you will. It's, you know, the fluorescence. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is kind of like upper decks uh take on precious metal gems to put something it's, it's kind of inspired by pmgs i'd say so this is, the, this is the uh the Capo kako purple numbered out of five so this might be his rarest rookie card that isn't like a one of one shield or something like that or whatever we'll end up seeing but to me i'd like that was a pretty cool card and if this player becomes something this could be a big card. So I kind of took a gamble because I don't necessarily collect Caco. Actually, I don't. This is my only card of him. Mm. But I thought the price was fair and there's only five of them made and he was the number two pick overall. Yep, number two pick overall. Plays for an original Six City. If he becomes something and uh, in I, talking to Chris Barr, when I had Chris Barr from Panini on the show and uh, you know Panini has the his autograph rights, Chris was saying he couldn't say enough nice things about what a good dude this guy was. And when I hear things like that, it warms me up. How about you?
1: Well, yeah, I, I think it's always, uh, it's always easier to cheer for a guy that, you know, seems like an, a nice, a nice guy. And, uh, and yeah, I think that, know, uh, yeah, I, I, there are guys I'll get cards because they, they seem like, uh, uh, you know, good players active in the community. And, um, and yeah, I mean, with, with Kako, I, I don't think he had a really good rookie year, but, I mean, you got Lafreniere coming in, and uh, Panarin's there. Yeah. Your, I, I think that's a really good, solid investment. You know, I'm a, I'm not a hockey expert, but I, I think um, you know, Kocko's obviously still young, right? So yeah,
0: they got zabinajad and they've got this these young goalies, Gor- Georgiev and Shesterkin I mean. They're like uh, they're an up and coming team right now. They're like kind of like the 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 East's Vancouver Canucks sort of thing. And the Canucks, boy, what a finish last night! Like zero zero with seven minutes left. But I was hoping for them. But I think the Canucks have a great future. That's a team that I'm not a fan of. The team, I'm not a Canucks fan at all. But I love their team right now. I'm I'd be excited to be a fan of the Vancouver Canucks right now.
1: They got a lot of fun young players to watch. Oh, yeah, they're Quinn
0: there. Hughes, Pedersen, Horvat, Besser. Yeah. Great lineup uh,
1: I there. I think it's just that residual, um, you know, 2010, 2011 Vancouver Canucks team that really, like, prevents me from saying, yeah, these are a great group of players. You know, it's, it's still that Ryan Kessler, Alex Burroughs residual hate, right. you know.
0: I know. But, I know. And that's just it. That team has transitioned from where it was to where it is now so much. They're such a different team now that I'm uh, I'm a fan of that team. I, I'm not a Vancouver – it's weird to say – I'm not a ba- – Vancouver Canucks fan, but i it's like the players on that team are very exciting. So Carlos mm-hmm. confirms Fleer and Donruss came in in 1981. Thank you, Carlos. Joe says early prisms are just fire. Yes, they are. Also says not no picking up early basketball prism for 20 bucks. No, there is not. Even the unknown common guys are in the hundreds of dollars now for those prism cards. Let's see if you bought the Duncan Keith I was looking at. I did not, Chris. I did not, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, Carlos, says you can probably get a high res printed scan of one for twenty bucks, or a fridge magnet of one. Right, you can get a fridge magnet yeah, or a reprint. So, yeah. Peter North here. Hi, hey, Jeremy. P. Hey, Peter, good to see you. An adult film star and co-owner of the North Stars. Awesome stream. Thank you, Peter North. Great uh, old adult film star and co-owner of the North Stars. You, Peter, you're you're an you're an old adult film star and co-owner of the North Stars. That's cool. Well, thanks for joining. Uh, good looking honky Nova Scotia Halifax born awesome welcome to the show guys glad to have you hey and if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel please do sports cards live be happy to have you subscribers and see you in more episodes Simon says the ancestral credentials FLIR hockey are cool because there's they're in team uniforms they look like their 90s basketball version unlike FLIR retro basketball where they were in college jerseys yeah 100, 100% agree with that However, even those Fleer Retro essential credentials and college jerseys can command some huge dollars. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of the Fleer Retro basketball because of that. I want NBA jerseys for myself. So I would go to the 90s if I could afford to go to the 90s and buy those because they're super expensive. Is it bad that I know Peter from some films? (laughs) I don't know that I'd be advertising it, but I don't call it bad. And hey, I mean.
1: Hey, sure. it is SportsCard Live, uh Horse Card's Live after hours, right? So Right.
0: Small smaller audience here tonight, uh, Terry. So don't worry about it. Your, your your word is safe with me. You too, Brian, right?
1: Won't tell anybody. Yeah, won't tell anybody.
0: What else can we talk about? Anything else, Brian? I mean, wow, like and there there we go, an hour and six minutes already with, with the first minute me not even knowing we were live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got off a good start. Uh the one thing I, I I, I'm a huge fan of Um, uh, Is it called Platinum now? Yeah. Sorry, it, it's late here, and my my mind's not working as well as it should. I, I love the look at it. I love the parallels. Do you think that could be almost like hockey's Prism?
0: Yes, I yeah. think it is. I think it is hockey's Prism um, because you have beautiful cards. Be- they're on beautiful shiny paper, and there's enough parallels that it's it reminds you of Prism. Yeah. Yeah. The numbering is nice. It's, it's 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 some. You notice sometimes some of the these crash numberings aren't attractive number. The serial numbering itself is just kind of doesn't look good. They look good on these on the back of these cards. I think it's a weird thing to say, but I notice these details, and they're underappreciated right now. And if you think about it, in the long run, it's things that are underappreciated that end up becoming something. So to me, it's like we're. I'm not alone in looking for cards that I think are going to be more appreciated down the road and therefore more hi- more highly valued so it's like we're trying to look for the next prisms or prism golds and that's i think Opichi platinum is a candidate for that so i pick up for me i pick up some of the lower numbered parallels like 99 or under i love the i love the the emerald surges out of 10 and i love the seismic golds out of 50 and i i like as well the orange checkers that are out of 25 but and they're out of twenty-five, which is cool. But I do prefer the the gold seismics just to look at them. And then I love the Golden Treasures; they're so cool. And all the like, they have gold vinyls and basketball. And it's I think there's something to be said for that. I picked up another Golden Treasures today, just today on eBay. I went back and forth with a guy. Like after dinner, just before I went live, I picked up the Tyler Sagan. The guy oh. had it on eBay. We went back and forth with offers. I ended up paying like ten bucks more than I wanted to, so not bad. But there's another one I've got, I've got a Jonathan Taves from that year that I've had for a bit longer. So maybe have about half a dozen of them. And I think they're pretty cool. What else do we have? Just look at some more comments here for a second. Here's a slogan for a shirt. It's not what you know, it's what you admit to. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Don't worry, tear your secret to safe with us and the rest of the internet. Yeah, dot, 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 and the rest of the internet. Paul says, oh well, new spin-off, sports cards live after dark. This is after hours. Now we need the, we need the fourth hour. Hey, Paul? The after dark, where we don't even talk about sports cards. We just talk about other other crazy stuff. So I, I do want to go back to the earlier episode with Bobby for a second because he we were both so pleased during the episode and even after we chatted for another 10 minutes. And um <clears throat> the question that Tim Marin asked about the Gretzky rookie and is there really such a thing as a first print and a second print I mean Mm -hmm. that's such an old wives tale sort of thing such a myth in the hobby that has just become like common knowledge but I think I think we kind of you know if enough people see that video and see both of us kind of logically talking it through and adding Bobby's new information about this barrel thing and all that like could that change? What do you think, Brian? Could that change people's opinion, or are we just too small of an audience to even have an, imp-
1: an impact? I don't I don't think it's really much the size of an audience thing. I just think that people don't like to change their opinions that they've had for a long time. I mean if, if they have, you know, one with the blue lines and they they think it's a first printing and they've had that forever, they're they're not gonna want to admit that it's it's not, you know. I think a lot of people can be pretty entrenched with that. I mean, hopefully like newer people in the hobby that are looking for Gretzky, uh, rookies, they, they, they can see that and they can learn like, okay, it doesn't really matter what the the blue lines are in the back. It's not, there shouldn't be a premium to that. Um, so hopefully like, you know, like newer people can, uh, can take that knowledge and, and make more formed decisions. But I mean, it'd be great if people, um, um, change their opinion, but if, if someone had paid a premium for one with the blue lines, uh, I can't, I can't see him, like watching this saying, well, you know what? I, I was wrong for paying more for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's almost, it's almost like a, a flawed card or an error card. It's on, I call it like a flawed card. It's like, a, it's like a printing error. It's a printing error card to a degree, right. but, it, but, it, but it's, it's such a minor thing that you can barely even notice. Like who cares? You know, but I was glad we got, I was so glad, you know, in preparing for that episode, I never even thought about that question. So both both Bobby and I were like, just so happy that we got to talk about that. To me, that was the most important part of the whole show was that discussion. And I didn't even plan to
1: talk about it. So I was really, really happy about that. It's cool that uh, the, the factory is actually about 15 minutes from where I, where I am right now, where the old factory was in, in downtown London.
0: I wonder if you know anybody that ever... That ever worked there, or kids of anyone that worked there, like it'd be interesting to go do like a, a like a search for somebody, a, a hunt for an old Opeachy employee, and get more information—not just about the Gretzky card, because they wouldn't even probably know it's like who, it was such a non-issue back then. But oh, yeah. more information from Opeachy just to learn about it because it's such an important part of the
1: the hobby, especially the hockey hobby. I do remember because uh, the old factory they they moved out to a newer newer building when I was a kid. And uh, a friend of my dad's uh, worked on. They, they, ch- they changed the building to an apartment building, so they kind of gutted it. And I remember hearing about them finding sheets of Opeachy cards, like while they were like gutting it and 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 uh, and, and remodeling it. So like I, I'd love to you know, reach out to him and and say like, you know, did you keep any of those sheets? Uh, you know, what else did you find? But
0: what else did you find? Right, the sheets are certainly one thing, but you know, if you bought that building. To, to to convert it into a condo um, building um, and then you came across those uncut sheets like those sheets could have been worth more than the building you know
1: like,
0: yeah. yeah it depends yeah. what was there
1: bad part of town now so probably. yeah is it yeah
0: yeah pretty cool still carlos says you already tried the extra late show we need the sports cards carson daily show i did i did what a couple weekends ago i was i was thinking to myself hey i should I'm going to go live again. And actually this is an idea I'm going to put out there. You know, I have a pretty extensive a pretty extensive eBay watch list and and complete like like ended items sort of thing. Like right now I think I about 200 items in my watch list and 70 are are still ongoing, like 130 are completed. And I thought to myself, would it be interesting for anybody for me to do an episode where I share my screen and I show the items that are ended in my watch list and kind of explain maybe why I was watching them, why I found them interesting, because I saved them because I want to refer back and be able to quickly see what cards have sold for. I put that out there to you guys. If it's something anyone would find interesting, I might come back on, have Carlos join me uh, if he's willing to, of course, and uh, kind of do a side commentary with me about that. But if anyone's interested, let me know. i i would I would consider that. I think it because I don't know anyone else is doing that on YouTube right now, and um especially not for and it'd be, it, it'd be well, it's all sports, but not much football, maybe no football, but there's hockey, basketball, and a little bit of baseball cards in there out of those like one hundred and thirty currently ended items. But if anyone thinks that would be interesting let me know in the comments and um, I'd consider doing something like that at some point.
1: I, I would watch that. 100%. Okay. I, I Honestly, I thought when we you started talking, about, I thought where you were going was you're going to like have a live stream of you bidding on the cards that oh, were yeah. ending. <laughs> I, I don't know that I, I would, I, would, I, would like,
0: that would be hilarious, but I don't know that I want to show people my, uh, my, you know, I don't know, but, but I definitely show the ended items in my, in my watch list. I think that'd be kind of cool. What does Chris say? Oh, sorry, I missed it. Paul says, uh, "I really like Upper Deck's Allure. I bought a box today, open tonight, with sports cards live in the background, just to get an in-person look at the parallels. Some I'm not a fan of. I get it, Paul. I think I think the Allures look—they have a really nice um, like surface finish to them. The 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 shine is really cool. But yeah, like some of those—I uh, don't know if they're parallels or inserts that kind of have that pinkish tone to them. I didn't love them, but." Overall, I think it's a nice product. I think it's going to be a very popular product. I, I know. And I was watching another guy on YouTube. Um, he goes by PSA Collector. The guy's got like 30,000 subscribers. And he was doing a bit of a hockey episode. And he was talking about the allures. Carlos and I were talking about it a few days ago. And um, he, he was really, really digging the allures and, and the, the Jack Hughes and the rookies and the cockos the and all that. So and he's got some influence in the hobby for better or for worse. And uh, so they could, they could catch on actually. Chris says it is. Oh, I don't know what that is. Ocom's razor. your version is the simplest explanation. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Do you, Brian?
1: Yeah. Occam's razor. It's an old axiom. It just says that the simplest explanation for something is the most likely explanation for it. I love it. I, I I'm surprised
0: I've ever heard that term before, but uh Oh, your version is the simplest. Of, yeah, right. It's sometimes it's as simple. Yeah, that makes great sense. Thanks for that, Chris. I love it. Uh, imagine being the first guy that thought, hey, this is a first print and then selling it for a premium. Yeah. I okay. mean, I've done that. I've sold them for premiums because I know people will pay for them and I don't mind. I don't mind selling them for a premium, but I'm not going to tell oh. you it's a first print. I'll tell you. It's got the blue lines on the back. If you think that means first print, that's going to cost you some extra money and I'm happy to take it. Like yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, Right. Paul, it seems like on, the only people who think the blue line are important are the ones who own them. Yeah, or the ones who, th- yeah. But some people, I've had people come to my booth at Expo and they want to buy a rookie, a, a Gretzky rookie for me, and they want one with blue lines. So, or people, yeah, you know that them too. They they do too. My obsession with Alyssa Milano turned up an interesting video. That's interesting, Terry. This isn't Sports Cards Live way after dark yet, not anyway. Not yet, anyway, I've already called shotgun on the Ed McMahon spot, yes. I <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I would watch it too. Okay, household, and that's good to know. and welcome to the show. I haven't seen you yet tonight. Thanks for joining. Eric, you're into it. Cool. hey, we can do some. I won't do it tonight. It's already we're already at the hour seventeen mark here. Paul says, one argument I'd heard for the Blue lines is it's harder to forge. Not sure the forgery of that card is prevalent. It is prevalent. Forgery of that card is prevalent. I have four different fake uh, counterfeit copies of it myself that I take to shows just to help educate people. So, well, I'm, I've been thinking about doing a video on uh, fake Gretzky rookies because I, I feel like I have some knowledge in that, in that department.
1: I think that'd be important. Uh, I'm
0: to- Jeremy has sniped cards live before yes, I have you know if hey guys you you guys know what it's like if you're a card collector and There's a card you need you buy it no matter where you are no matter what you're doing if you're at a wedding if you're getting married Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me sweetheart. I can't kiss you yet. <laughs> All right. I'll kiss you now, you know <sighs> I like the PSA guy. He's good says Eric the PSA collector guy his name is Matt yeah he does, he does he he's a great producer of his videos i think he's pretty much i think he's newer to the hobby and he's one, he's uh he's a he approaches it i believe from a a, a buy to flip sort of perspective he's a short term um card flipper which i think we need in the hobby it's part of our ecosystem to have guys like that and um yeah yeah, I, yeah i'm 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 certainly not going to going to say he's not good but I think that when, you know, when, when him and others give advice on cards to buy, you really have to go into that with a critical eye, you know, your own, your own thinking and do your own research and don't just take advice of somebody, anybody on, um, on, <clears throat> don't, don't take these guys, their advice blindly, take it in, consider it, do your own your, do your own uh, research and then make sure you agree with them before you just go follow their buying advice. And I'm not saying they're, they're telling you to buy stuff because I don't watch enough of their videos or his videos and some others. But um, but uh, he, he's put out some excellent videos, that's for sure. And uh, and he's passionate. I love his passion for the hobby. He he loves it, you know, and I love it. So him and I have that in common. And if I ever get to meet him, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm sure we'll be friends like he's, he's probably a great guy. Uh, PSA collector is all about flipping and profit. Not my thing personally. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not into the hobby for that either. Simon, um, sometimes I will buy a collection from somebody because I know I'm going to go to card shows. I'm going to set up and I need inventory and I need to pay for my bills. So I will buy cards to flip, but I'm, I'm a collector first and my personal collection basically certainly backs
1: that up. Right. But, uh, do you ever buy cards to flip Brian or do you ever flip cards? Very rarely will I uh will I buy a card with the sole intention of flipping it. Um I might buy a card. Sometimes I'll buy a card if for like you know for a younger guy that I might want down the road and be more expensive down the road. But if it turns out I don't want them, then I can sell it for, for a little bit of profit. But I'm 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 more towards the collector spectrum uh than, yeah. than the investor. Same here. If I buy a
0: card for my personal collection, it's gonna be tough for me to ever sell it or tough for anyone to get to buy it from me. But, um, so for yourself, Brian, though, you, when you buy a card, you're buying it with the intention of keeping it for a very long time. But if you get tired of it for some reason, or if you buy another card that makes that one kind of redundant or unnecessary in your collection, like a new card kind of takes its spot, you might then move it just to, cause you don't need it anymore and free up some money for something else.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've, I've sold a lot of cards too, but I, I, I when I buy them, I was, it's the intention of keeping them. Like the, uh, yeah. uh, the head, the Ricky Anderson autograph I had, I, before that, I had an autograph card of him as an Oakland A. And then when I got that one, I sold the other one.
0: Yeah. So, exactly. I get it.
1: I get it. Uh, yeah.
0: I just want to go to this comment here. Uh, Terry says, I would have been dumpster diving. <laughs> Okay. I sorry I, that's out of context for me Terry but I'm sure it's funny and I and I think it's funny. Eric, Eric says I'm
1: factory. So Eric, go ahead be. That was in reference Oh. the beach factory. There you go.
0: There you go. Thank you. Eric, oh sorry Eric says I'm fairly new too. I'm a, I'm a year in on the 7th. Well, I want to say to that Eric, I want to I want to genuinely say welcome to the hobby because, and I mean that, like, it's, it's, cause here's an opportunity to make another friend, meet somebody else, you know, and, uh, and not only that, but, uh, you're, the seventh, like you're almost your first year anniversary in the hobby. So that, that's, that's something. And I'd love to, I'd love to kind of hear like what your take is on things. Cause I've been, in, this is my, this is legit. My, uh, well, let's see, I'm 48 years old. I think I first saw it's like my yeah, it's like my 40th or 41st year in the hobby. Honestly, like, so I, I can't even imagine being in it for only a year. Like, I don't even know what that would look like. Like, what? Like, are you just overwhelmed by everything? Like, there's so much out there. If you go back in time, what comes out now? Like, I have the I have the um, the advantage of growing up with it, so mm-hmm. I know the history of the hobby. I can look at a card and pretty much tell you what year it's from. I wonder, coming in fresh now boy it must be exhilarating and um and kind of uh scary you know like all, a bunch of things Maybe. overwhelming hundred percent right for sure for sure Carlos says my call but you've already got you've already got the East Coasters online so time is apparently an illusion yeah I'm getting tired though I can't I can't go much longer here we'll go for another five minutes or so Eric says so true I think that's about kind of um you know really, Assessing things yourself, taking the information you're learning from people who are out there, giving information on on, on, on YouTube, myself, um, Carlos, uh, Matt from PSA Collector, um, every, anybody who's got a channel out there, right? Joe says, more intersection between collecting soccer and hockey or soccer and, say, basketball or baseball. That's
1: a cool question.
0: You I have any thoughts on that, Brian?
1: I, I'd say maybe, like, soccer and basketball. I see a lot of... Uh a lot of overlap there that's just my first thought on that
0: nope so do i that's where i was gonna that's that was my answer too i see more intersection between soccer and basketball than i do soccer and hockey even though it's kind of closer to hockey right you got these goals are on the ground at the end you got goaltenders and all that but i see more i see lots of basketball people going into hockey or sorry going into soccer I see them coming into, into hockey now too. Even again, Matt PSA collector did an episode or like a, a, a half of his episode was dedicated to hockey the other day. And that was kind of cool because, you know, that's he's bringing attention to it. And I'm, I'm good with that. Eric, you're collecting old tops football. Well, that's really cool. Okay. So you quit in 86 and came back in. The more overwhelming, the better. I love it. Great, great attitude. You don't collect hockey yet? Well, if you keep on watching my show, because I'm a hockey guy first, kind of basketball second, and then baseball. Maybe we can uh, kind of reel you in a little bit. Happy to do that. And if you ever have any questions, just you know, fire away. Simon, funny, I'm coming to you from the future. It's 4 p.m. Sunday here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's funny. That's what's cool about today's world, right? We can communicate with people across the world. Eric, but it is only it's the only thing I can find retail. Feel I should. So, oh, so you yeah, hockey. Okay, well, hey, go check it out. There's hockey's a fun sport to watch. I recommend you watch a game watch a game before you really jump in because i think that will solidify your choice for you because it is it's the most exciting game there is like baseball is not exciting let's face it football is exciting for like you know maybe three full minutes every 60. basketball is exciting you know probably to me the second most but hockey is like it's lots of action soccer is going to grow very quickly it's a massive sport worldwide yep can't argue that and won't (laughs) it's fun coming back into the hobby catching up and Filling in some holes in the collection from the years I was out of collecting, Eric. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Eric, this Eric. Oh, we have two Erics. Eric Stefano agrees. That uh, name says it's only 1045 reart where you are. Don't shut her down yet. The night is young. Yeah. Name's on the on the West Coast in, in uh Kelowna, BC. Hey, hey, lifetime baseball fan. Settle down. How dare you? I didn't say anything bad about baseball myself, did I? Oh, it's not exciting. It's not exciting. Well, it isn't. It's Sorry, it can be very like when Joe Carter hit that home run in 1991, I think it was. I mean, that was one of the most exciting sports moments I've ever had. I'll tell you that buzzer beater by OG uh, last night or the night before I'm losing my nights was maybe the the second most exciting. Although Timo Solani's 54th goal was very exciting. So I was at that game too. There's a few. There's a few okay, Eric, so you've watched hockey. Sorry. I I, I don't mean to, sorry for kind of making assumptions that were completely false, but um, welcome to the hockey hobby, man. Welcome to the hockey hobby. Sometimes it's hockey exciting, but I sometimes have trouble following the puck. That's a good point. That's a good point. It can be tough to follow the puck. And I was told, I was told by somebody, a buddy of mine a long time ago, he said, if you want to watch, if you ever want to know, usually what confuses people in hockey, never mind following the puck, it's like, a penalty was called. I didn't see a penalty like, cause you don't know what to look for. So a friend of mine once said, watch where the puck was not where it's, where it is. If you want to know where penalties being called, watch where the puck was. So I kind of do that now once in a while, Billy says all sports is boring besides hockey and MMA. Well, Billy, I mean, you know, <clears throat> MMA, you know, um, basketball is not that boring. I don't think, I mean, it can be very exciting, but it's I find it- pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the the difference is they walk up the court a lot of the time. Like they they walk from the defensive zone to the offensive zone, and then they start passing it around to find their shot. And when they go for those, sometimes those real aggressive shots are very exciting. Two a.m. where Ernie is. First CFL and now baseball. Sorry, Paul. I'm just I'm just pooping on all the sports.
1: Right. Oh boy. oh boy, not making
0: any friends here tonight, Ally Brian. Not tonight. Not tonight. Carlos, don't make me come on here. Somebody will get a will get hour five while I fix this baseball slander. You tell him, Carlos. I love it. All good, awesome. That's how Carlos has so much time to write his jokes, Jeremy. He does it while watching baseball. Hey, there we go. Back <laughs> at you, Carlos. Back at you. Opichi factory. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You
1: talking go. about
0: it? Yeah. Right, right, right. I would have been Terry. We should go see if we can find one of those dumpsters. I'll drive out there with you. They got yeah. This is how they did it in the uh, in the '90s when Fox uh, got the rights to broadcast. They brought, they had this glowing puck, and one just sold recently. I think someone was showing me sometime. Especially Tiger Games, Tiger Games. What's that about?
1: Detroit Tiger sure. Games. They from Which Detroit.
0: Ones? I don't think so. I don't think she'd be talking about Detroit Tigers. What are you talking about, Billy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that's in reference to. Joe says, "What you guys think? LeBron gonna win a ring this year?" Uh, I don't know, man. I think Kawhi has a better chance. Is he still in it? Yeah,
1: he's still in it. They're playing Denver. Clippers Denver. and Nuggets.
0: I think I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance to win it for sure. But is he going to? I mean, only if he's really saving his best stuff for the next uh, round or two. Uh, Simon says, I don't get NFL far too slow and methodical and structured for me. All our football is nonstop action fair comment a lot of people okay. don't like watching football we, that's why I said you got like three minutes of real of action in a 60minute game oh don't question my time Lord powers I won't Carlos I don't question much that you you say or do Carlos you you, you know what you're talking about yes Detroit Tiger game it was a replay to a reply to Chris's post about jokes got it thank you Billy Clippers lost to Denver tonight what's the score in that oh, wow. series that, that's one nothing Denver then isn't it that just started or <clears throat> I'm not sure. sure. And Chris confirms those Fox pucks are highly sought after, right? That's hockey history right there for sure. And they're game used. I'd love to have one. I don't know what I would do with it because they're so, you know, I guess i put in a little puck holder and put it back up there somewhere. All right, guys, Brian, anything else? We're an hour, we're an hour 30 right now. This is longer than I wanted to go. It's late. I'm losing my voice. Any uh, parting words? Anyone else have any parting comments? Otherwise, we're going to wrap this up and I'm going to hit the sack
1: yeah it, it sounds good um we didn't get to talk about 1987 tops elf cards but uh, i think it was an overall pretty good show
0: yeah thanks man well it's been great to have you um uh really enjoyed it you've been an easy easy uh co-host for me tonight uh here we go one 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 thanks guys I appreciate pull. it eric you have a good one too thanks for joining us tonight it's been great having you um everybody else uh just want to say good night, name. Good night to you. Thank you, appreciate it. This was fun. I I must say, I'm so much more relaxed during this after hour show than I am the first show. It's just uh, I feel like I just can talk quieter and everything. I don't know what it is, but it's been fun. Brian, right. thanks so much. Legion, thank you guys. We're gonna we're gonna end it. Brian, uh, parting words from you, and then we're done.
1: I just thanks for having me on jeremy it's been a blast i uh, i had a great time i uh so yeah thank you thank you so much I'm looking forward to uh, next week's shows too
0: thanks man i appreciate having you uh carlos says good job brian thanks carlos thank for saying that i yeah brian it was a uh, really the best part about this is just being able to chill relax and um have some friendly hobby banter hobby freestyling as i like to call it and that's what we did here so Thanks for joining. Eric Westrom, thank you again to you as well. Joe, let the good times roll, buddy. Good to see you tonight. All right, everybody. Thanks again. What a great night this was. Back on Wednesday and again next Saturday. Go Raptors uh, and whatever teams you're cheering for, I wish them all. So thank you and good night. Brian, stay right there. Good night, everybody. We'll see you again on Wednesday.
1: Good night, everyone.
0: I think we're done, but it kind of doesn't... It rolls and rolls and rolls, and then it ends up saying, okay, you're done.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.